You're listening to the 1208-Bit Nerd Church Podcast. Join us on Discord. Everybody and welcome to the Twelve Oh Eight Bit Nerd Church Podcast. I'm Jamin, and I'm Tyler. And today we are going to talk about recent movies in the sci-fi world that have come out in theaters that you probably didn't see and possibly will never see uh, because they're kind of they're they're more of those like movies on the DL, like not a lot of people even heard about it plus with names like chaos walking i mean that's been in theaters now for like three or four months because there's not many movies in theaters and most people are like what are you talking about so oh really i haven't seen any of these either uh so i'm excited to hear what you have to say about about any of them I'm, i'm excited to learn more about these movies i don't care about spoilers for this kind of a thing because i probably won't ever watch them Yeah, and just a heads up to everybody, like, this episode is all spoilers. We will start with Chaos Walking, and then we will move to um, to Voyagers after. So, I, I when I was watching these, though, there were some spiritual thoughts going through my head that I thought would make for good conversation. Uh, some of them, Chaos Walking especially, was a form of sci-fi that I haven't seen done, which rarely happens these days, so... All that being said, I just thought I would explain the synopsis. I would reveal spoilers as we go along, and then we could kind of go through all that. So if you don't care because you're not going to see them, then you can listen. If you want to see them first, go check them out and then come back and listen to this episode. Uh, But yeah, so these are recent sci-fi movies in theaters. Uh, Chaos Walking, uh, I'll start there. It's Tom Holland, so Spider-Man in space. Um, they've landed on another planet and as they entered the atmosphere, this thing happened where if you were male, suddenly your thoughts could be heard. Like they would come out of you. They could even be seen to some extent. You could like project your thoughts in some ways. Um, but the whole story starts with, there's just a bunch of men, in this city there are no females and your uh your thoughts are constantly coming out of you to the point that like it takes a lot of practice to try to hide your thoughts people who can hide their thoughts best are the ones who like haven't have an advantage on other people because they haven't revealed their entire like thinking to everyone so like for example uh, tom holland eventually comes across a girl who has left their spaceship to land on the planet. And like his initial thoughts are like, I got to tell everyone, you know, and she's like hearing all this and like, what are we going to do? He's like, no, 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 don't tell him. No protector. No, like I got a reporter now, you know, like you're hearing all this come out of his brain and you're like, what's happening. So, um, uh, the first thing that stuck out to me with this though, and, and this is probably unique to me, I used to have an honesty problem, which is usually the opposite <laughs> of what a lot of people go through. We're like, 
I felt like I was lying if I did not tell people what I actually thought, how I felt, and uh, that any thought that went through my mind, like I had to confess it and repent type thing. It became an actual, like, it got real confusing once I tied it into religion because now, like, every thought I had could be sin and it would eat me up so much that I like burst out telling people, uh, and like the, the biggest extent to this was when I was dating my wife, I would just look, I, you were kind of mean to me yesterday. And I had this like angry thought at you <laughs> and, and thought <laughs> this, and you know, like, why are you telling me this? I'm like, well, I just want you to know who I am on the inside. I'm a horrible person. And this is how I think apparently. And, and, and I don't want you to leave me or find out. You know? <laughs> so it's like, uh, it, was, it was, it was in college. It was out of control. Uh, for me, it was because uh, when I was dating someone else before my wife, uh, that you relationship dated before your wife, I know that really, <laughs> <laughs> if I could take it back. Uh, but um, that relationship fell apart. And one of the reasons that, they gave was that I wasn't honest. And since I had this problem with thinking that I wasn't honest enough as a kid, and I'd finally found some normalcy by that time in my life, when I lost a big relationship over the same, like, you're not honest, like my brain just like relapsed and then tenfold to the honesty of like every thought has to get out there. <laughs> and it's movies like this that I think teach you, you know, that's really not the case. You don't, <laughs> if God wanted your brain on full display to everybody, that's the way that he would have designed you. But like you watch this movie of like what happens when every thought is on display for the rest of the world. And it does a good picture of like this, this is why we have brains in the first place is to like, process and figure out what's supposed to come out of us and whatnot so yeah when you said at first like uh that you had those thoughts like you know uh like you had to tell people the truth and everything i thought you were gonna be like you know, my wife comes downstairs and is all like do these jeans make me look fat and you were like yes <laughs> <laughs> so that has happened. <laughs> oh, no. Jamie. I told you. It was a problem. No, when we were dating, she's like, does this dress make me look fat? And I was like, I don't think so. But what if I'm oh. accidentally lying? I don't want you to think I'm lying to you. So maybe I don't know. Like, I'm serious. <laughs> like, I, I had this, like, oh man, mental breakdown for a few years connected between religion connected between a failed relationship and connected between my desire to like be a good person. <laughs> and so it, it so overwhelmed me that it, it just, that was not a pretty time in my life. Say the least. Yeah. No, it, on, the premise of the movie kind of reminds me of like something I would see in an anime though, like people having like going through those kinds of things, which, so what interests what's fine I find crazy though is that you don't watch like any anime when like this kind of stuff this like these sci-fi premises that you're talking about are like so prominent in like anime stuff it's it's yeah. crazy but uh 
it just reminds me of like an anime where like you know the same kind of thing would happen um it's like kind of but like less over dramatic and less like you know it's based on american culture obviously instead of japanese culture so there's uh gonna be different like signals and stuff like that that are sent out uh but I find that that kind of concept really interesting, which like when you first kind of told me about that, when we, we were talking about this movie, um, like talking about it here on the podcast, I'm like, maybe I should actually watch it. And the more I hear about it, the more I'm like, I kind of want to see that like for myself because man, I'm the opposite of you when it comes to like thoughts. I'm like, I guess I used to be more like direct with people. Cause I used to be like straightforward. Like people would be like, this that was I believe, direct like, out of that was direct out of like I want to be direct, not like I feel convicted. I have to be direct. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I was okay. just I, I was just all like, you know, uh, this is the truth. Like I, I'm not going to pad the truth for you. Like if you can't handle the truth, then like get over it. Like I used to be like that kind of a person, and I realized like that's not healthy at all but uh you know i was so i still had that like speaking just like you know out of my butt i feel like uh and in instead of like just you know letting a filter happen before i say something uh but then i became I'm, I'm very much more like of a i overthink everything now for like what i'm going to say to somebody i'm like okay, so if I say it this way, they're going to be super upset. If they say it this way, like, I'm going to be not be, like, being as, like, truthful as I need to be with it. So, like, having somebody else hear all my thoughts, specifically the how fast I think, like, I, I, for, I don't even think anyone would be able to comprehend what I'm saying. But then at the same time, I feel like they, like they would see so many like if it was like physical words coming out of my head they'd see like huge paragraphs just like going by like text scrolling <laughs> like watching a Twitch stream and you're just watching the text go like this <laughs> the entire time <laughs> yeah. that's that's kind of like what my thoughts would be and then they'd be like and then I'd be like <clears throat> yes mm-hmm. and that's it you know <laughs> or yeah <laughs> Yeah. So it, I I find that I find the concept of that really interesting. Um, yeah, I, I I feel like recently I've definitely been convicted, you know, to think more about my thoughts. Uh, not recently, recently, but like in college, I think you're kind of, especially at a Christian college, you're kind of forced to start communicating in a different way with your peers and everything. Um, cause you realize your friends don't like you if you say certain things to them and, uh, <laughs> you have to kind of like temper that. And like, I, I felt the same call I feel from God to like, Hey, filter your thoughts a little bit before saying them. Don't feel like, uh, don't feel like you have to just, you know, say it cause it's true. Like give it to them in a way that, you know, is gentle and kind. Like I would bro chill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that's fair. That's you know that that right there that's a good thought conviction the place that i got stuck in was like i eventually got in this loop of um you know like satan more or less means accuser uh or adversary and that's what i was experiencing was it was the weirdest thing at the most intense moments be like hey jamin think this thought and i would think it you're like, oh wow! I can't believe you thought that. <laughs> oh. Like, oh no! 
Yeah, you yeah. better repent of that. And then I would to someone. <laughs> it was just like this happened every day and it was just part of like the madness of, of a certain period in my life. I had it when I was a kid. Took me a long time to get out of it, and then it came back with a vengeance when trauma kind of uh reinitiated it. Yeah. Um but uh for me, like I I over religiousized it. I don't know what the right word to use is there. It was just like uh um it you know, thou shall not lie, more or less. And like I yeah. therefore thought that anything I said that was not directly truth was therefore lying. And like it then became like even a bigger moral issue. Let's say someone's in danger. I'm protecting a refugee or something. And and the cops show up and they're like, Do you have anyone in your house? Like, you know, Jay would just be like, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like, cause that, that was like the, like, I got to tell the truth, you know, not recognizing that truth is uh wider than than that and social yeah. justice and protection and all these other things not that you know i'm looking to be a liar either but i'm looking for like my th my thoughts are in my head just because a thought exists does not mean it needs to like be out there for everyone to see or entertained or taken further or confessed and sometimes it does i mean jesus talks about you know like hey lust is adultery and anger is murder you know like these are thoughts those need to be confessed to god and asked for forgiveness and dealt but with like in a healthy way yeah not yeah. not yeah. you know the reason why we don't you know hit ourselves in the back you know and shame ourselves with whips and stuff like that is because we found out that's not what God wanted. He doesn't want you to like hurt yourself. That that's again, that's another, that's another sin in itself is hurting yourself. You need to, mm -hmm. he wants you to build and become better so that you can build others so that they can become better, you know? So like, it, it just is, yeah, those things like having those thoughts isn't good, but there's definitely better ways to ha have those, like to process those thoughts. Yeah. And so, you know, like it, it takes discernment. What does need to be confessed? Yeah. What doesn't? And there probably are for lots of people probably have the opposite problem where they don't talk enough about what's going on in their thought life. Um, I was one of the weird ones who just felt like everything had to go out there, uh, which the flutters has, versus stonewallers. Yeah. 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 You're a flutter. And so, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think this movie for me was helpful in a sense because it showed like, all right, Jamin, You've had that problem. What if every thought was just out there? Look at the chaos walking. <laughs> Look at the disorganization that would happen and how it would just mess everything up. Because what you eventually find out as the movie goes on, this is like the first real spoiler I've given. Uh, the men um, of this town felt so like judged for all their thoughts being out there and like they could never hear what the women were thinking and they could always hear them and everything was on display. Eventually they just went mad and killed all the women because they like felt so they felt so what's the word I'm looking for just jealous. on display jealous or like gross and embarrassed and oh, like yeah. They embarrassed. Yeah. 
Yeah, so they couldn't handle it anymore. And so you think this is the only town in this place, but then Tom Holland's sent on a place like, take the girl to here, and he gets there and finds like other women do exist and other towns have have done well <laughs> with all this and like they didn't go crazy over it. They just learned to deal with it. So um it it anyways, it it's a it actually this movie has a lot of twists and turns at every corner, which is part of the reason it keeps you so entertained and there's some humor thrown in there and some other things as well but it it uh, it also has an actor who i've really grown to enjoy i mostly know him from the video game death stranding i always forget all the other movies he's in norman reedus uh, no it's not norman reedus oh. uh, there's another guy in it who um you would know him he's in a marvel movie i'm just gonna look it up it's gonna bother me but uh, he's uh, he's he's one of those guys who's in like every movie ever, and like <laughs> everybody knows him when they see him. Come on, IMDb, open. The heck? Okay, maybe. Oh wait, it's coming. Anybody who's played Death Stranding, he's the uh, he's the one guy. The one guy is the apparent villain at the beginning of it. Oh, okay. Uh, his name in real life is is Mads Milkinson. <laughs> Guess that. I told you. Everybody tends to know them when they see them, but otherwise, what Marvel movies? What Marvel movie is he in? Uh, he's the bad guy in Doctor Strange, Kate Caselis, or however. Oh, you say yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's in a lot of movies, but he's in this movie. He's kind of the mayor of the town who's trying to like is devious and An extremist. Yeah, <laughs> but he does. People don't always recognize that in him, so he makes for a good villain. Yeah. Um, the other component of this movie that I would throw in as well is there's a preacher on this, uh, uh, in this town who you can hear all his thoughts too. And here's where the movie both fails and succeeds. It fails at painting a good, like a reasonable picture of a spiritual person. <laughs> like he's just like straight up evil like <laughs> and and all the thoughts that come out of him are consistently about judgment and hellfire and <laughs> flames are coming out of him and things like that and he looks at this as a gift to like convince people of the judgment and to live rightly and blah 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 anyways this guy is just like so over the top like ridiculous in his it it feels like a stereotype of like what christianity has been made out to be but with no depth of a character in writing like it's just like i just walk around and think of hellfire at all times like it doesn't even make sense you know um yeah uh that, that actually that's the problem like with i feel like a lot of christians like maybe that's a warning like hey, realize we're being perceived as this, like, as this creature 
that looks a lot more like Satan than it does Jesus. Like that's a big problem, yeah. <laughs> you know. And it's not even a wrongful uh, portrait. Like we have yeah. done that. Uh, well, there are know. still people doing that, you know. Yeah, still being churches like, like Westboro Baptists are some mm-hmm. of the more like uh, singular churches displaying something like that, you know. So you do come across those yep. images, and when you look at the media out there that portray us in that light we have to recognize like we're fighting against a stereotype and we really have to show jesus's love um because those stereotypes in movies can get pretty atrocious like they do in kingsman which is just over the top in yeah in what it does in that scene um but uh with with this character they make him keep doing like really awful things like in his judgments, like trying to like pursue people that he thinks are bad people. And then at the end, out of nowhere, out of nowhere for his character, he just wants someone to kill him because he can't like handle the things he's done, which makes no sense. Cause like 20 minutes ago in the movie, he did something like atrocious and you're just like, what would bring him around to this? And there's one statement that was a good, like, spiritual statement for him, but otherwise his character made no sense. When he started hearing all these thoughts coming out of him, he says, those thoughts overtook so much of my life that I could not understand what was the voice of God versus what was my own thoughts anymore. Because he's just plagued by his own thoughts taking over. And that was like the only moment for this character. I was like, okay, thank you for like finally telling a better story. Cause like that happens to a lot of people since, you know, God often speaks in what we would mostly interpret as a thought. That's typically how his voice sounds. Um, it, it is easy for people to misunderstand God's voice. There are many times where people speak a prophetic word or what they think is a prophetic word. And when in reality it was actually them, which is why I usually train people when we're praying for people, we're saying, I think this could be God test it, see what you think. And if it's not, then just forget about it. There have been times in my life where I've, yeah, (laughs) there's times in my life where I've spoken words that I didn't know if it was God or me and they took it like really to heart and I should have clarified I don't know if this is me or God because the things that they did with words that I think were just me <laughs> were like I was like oh man I I feel like I botched that one up you know so like mm-hmm. when you look at this guy and putting him in the sci-fi world they have where suddenly all of his thoughts are audible. All of his thoughts look like visions even, and all of his thoughts start turning to judgment and he's seeing this judgment around his head and, and it's taking over. Like it was an interesting thought to throw in there. Mm. I just went mad with my thoughts to the point that like, is this me? Is this God? I don't know. I don't know how to live in this world that we're in and whatnot. So, yeah. So that, that was an interesting little statement for his character amidst a completely badly written character. Like, I don't mind the spiritual guy being the bad guy, but you can't just like blank slate him as like, he's just evil for the sake of (laughs) 
being evil yeah yeah no they mostly see that's the thing about any kind of evil character like i feel if you're going to do an evil character right like they're doing it because they think that they're right right Mm -hmm. like they think that what they're the reasons that they're like giving in their mind are right even the people that are like insane characters in storytelling are people that think that they're right like they they've lost their mind so much yeah like we couldn't understand their thought process and like trying to would be insane in in itself but like i don't think anyone today in the westboro baptist church even is doing it because they're like man i just love hating people that's exactly what i want to do they think through a lot of misguided uh interpretations of scripture uh they think that it's okay to hate on people and to go to rallies where people are just trying to love each other um and and, you know you can agree with that or disagree with that that kind of a thing but if you're going to go to a rally where they're trying to enjoy something and they've you know they've gotten all the legal stuff out of the way they're doing everything legally um you can disagree with it all you want but are you going to show up and say that God hates hates you for the things that you do. Show up at people's funerals and say that God, that person's going to hell. Like that's ridiculous. And it, you know, well, I agree that they should Christianity. That's a cult. Right exactly. There. Oh, exactly. Um, but those people that are coming from a, that that cult mentality that happens comes from a lot of the time in America a very very perverted idea of what the Bible is saying. Uh, so as Christians, we have to watch out for that, but yeah, that doesn't sound like a good written character. Cause usually a, a character has to have some kind of, um, if you're going to write him so that he's just purely evil, then what's the point of having the character just have it be an entity or an, a weird evil monster. You know, if it's a human though, we usually write them to be somebody who thinks they're doing right. And then when they realize they're doing wrong, is trying to ask for forgiveness, not death. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, well, that to me doesn't make there, any sense that he's like, kill me. Yeah. No, it was <laughs> a complete out of nowhere. You're like, what on earth are you doing with this character? Like if your writers, are you trying to say like all Christians that you've ever seen are like this? Cause that's what it feels like rather than just like, let's address some of the bad Christianity yeah. that's out yeah. there, which is fine with me. Cause I like that being addressed, you know, but yeah. like, and it does it a little bit. Like he gets to the point of like, yeah, the reason we can't hear women's thoughts is because they have no soul, you know, like it, which is ridiculous, but you see uh, where the church has done things like Very belittling similar, yeah. women. Yeah, belittling women and probably even, I'm sure, some have made statements like that. So, like, you see, like, those thoughts on display and you're like, yeah, that's messed up. You know, like, <laughs> that's not. And, yeah. and like, I, I'm, I'm all game for criticism. But when your bad guy is just like, yeah, here's just like a spiritual enemy who has no, like, logical reason as to how he became this. It just it it fails, but otherwise, I thought the movie. I really enjoy it. I've seen it twice in theaters. Me and Casey went to see it a second time, so oh, um, nice. so I enjoy that one. And you can actually at least rent that one at this point. Um, 
And then uh, Daisy Ridley is in that. Who? That's not. Ray? That is Ray, right? Yeah. Just went through IMDb and said it was Daisy Ridley. Somehow, I never noticed that the entire movie, both times. Yeah. Unfortunately, she's been seen as a very different, like, her acting in Star Wars was very different than her normal acting, is what I'm hearing from a lot of people. So she looks a lot different and acts a lot different. Specific direction really pushed her in a different direction for Star well, she Wars had, than she's uh, comfortable with. Yeah, she had the British accent and long blonde hair, and I just didn't even recognize her until I just looked at the <laughs> IMDb page. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> um, so the other movie, and I, you know, won't take forever because we talked more about Chaos Walking than I expected. The other movie was PTSD for me for 2020 to 2021 PTSD. Uh, Voyagers, first off, cinematography is really good. Uh, you're mostly just in a white spaceship the whole time, but they occasionally look into space, and it's just it's really cool. They paint, yeah, um, they paint a cool sci-fi picture. But the synopsis of this would basically be the earth is falling apart they need to go find a new planet they found one that's just like earth it's going to take a long time to get there it's actually that's the same story as uh <laughs> as chaos walking that's why they're on that planet but they're sending some people ahead of time to check it out these mm-hmm. people are just kids that they grew in laboratories uh and trained ever since they were born how to run computers and spaceships and whatnot. And the astronaut who's trained them doesn't feel right about just sending these kids into space because he's kind of become a paternal, uh, you know, uh, figure in their lives. So he's like, I'm going to go with them. So it's him. And by the time they get into space, like 50 teenagers on a spaceship trying to run it, keep it together. And the kids drink this blue juice every day. But all these kids are like brilliant scientists because they've only done science their entire life and in labs and whatnot. And so they start getting curious and they hack into the spaceship because they know computers very well. And they find like the file on the juice, which is meant to dull their personalities. And the reasonings are, you know, so one... They won't get crazy angry and kill one another in this confined space on a spaceship. And two, so they won't uh, be having sex and make a bunch of babies that the spaceship can't, like, control. And, you know. Yeah. Uh, then they're not even going to see the planet they're headed to, though, because they're going to die before they get there. Eventually, they are to have kids who would then take their role, who then have a third generation. And finally, that third or fourth generation will arrive on the planet. So they were breeded in laboratories, and their only point of existence is to, like, move along someone else's mission that they don't care about and will never see the uh, fruition of. <laughs> so you can see how eventually you start getting a little bitter about this. Yeah. Uh, the two kids who figure out that the blue juice is making them dull, stop taking it and suddenly start acting like normal teenage boys, which is like catching everyone else off guard. Like, 
why are they running down the hallways racing each other and like you know just doing all <laughs> these things like what's what's up with them uh eventually they have to go outside to fix something and they've always been hearing this scary noise outside and the the father figure gets killed and um when they come back inside they need a new leader and so um the main character good kid um he he's one who doesn't take the juice or whatever he becomes the new leader because of a, a the system that was in place that appoints him as the new leader uh yeah. they all vote and they vote for him and his best friend gets jealous and angry and <laughs> and this is first ptsd for my whole life because i literally as i'm watching this happen, i'm like man i have had this happen i think at least five times in my life <laughs> where leadership <laughs> roles with best friends have just completely destroyed our relationship and as i'm watching this progress i'm like oh this hurts i, I don't want to relive this in a movie uh, but then the PTSD comes because uh, the, in order for this other kid to like take over everybody, he yeah. just lies about everything and makes stories up and creates conspiracy theories that holds everybody captive to fear, to not change, and to really murder one another. Is uh, they're like what? Uh, he, he makes up a story about an alien that it was an alien that killed uh, the the dad like character, um, and that when the other kid came back in the ship, he brought the alien with him. And if they really want to take care of this alien, they need to team up with him because he knows what to do. And then they make up stories about they'll like walk into a dark hallway and then make a bunch of noise, be like, "We found the alien, run!" You know, and like uh, mm. it's just lie after lie until finally and this is where it really hurt finally the main character finds video evidence that what actually happened was when the guy was outside of the ship trying to fix it this evil character sent an electrical charge that shocked and killed him outside there was never an alien or anything like that they find the video evidence and they show it to the whole crew and they're like, oh, you killed him. I'm like, okay, all right. He's finally caught. He's like, no, that's not what happened. <laughs> and I'm like, we're staring at video evidence. How are you going to spin this? And he does. And everyone believes him and they go immediately to kill one of the kids on the ship. Like I felt like I was living all the conspiracy theories of Q and Ooh. the capital riots and everything all over again. Because when I'm staring at video evidence, and I just watched this entire crew see it, normally in a movie, I would be like, this is ridiculous. No one would ever believe this. This is just out of control. But then over the last few years, that's exactly what we've watched. Where it's like, yeah. here's video evidence that it's not this way. Here's this, here's that. And everyone making all these conspiracy theories and then start like taking up arms against each other and even people yeah. dying over it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I would never believe the writing in this story if I had not seen it with my own eyes over the last few years. Oh. 
So it kind of felt like a commentary on where life has gone uh, the last few years. And for that reason, I felt like it was actually a pretty important movie, but also one that's really hard to watch when you're internalizing it in that direction. You know what this movie reminds me of now? What? Take, take, I feel like you could guess what this movie reminds me of from your description. I feel like I should be able to, but for some reason I can't. Kids on an Island. No, it's a book. There has been a movie, but it's it's older. Oh crap! What's the name of it actually? <laughs> uh, kids on an island. Yeah, they have to try to live together, and they end up all killing each other. Lost. Spoilers, I guess. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, it's not entirely inaccurate. <laughs> No, it's not entirely inaccurate, which is sad. Except I guess they would be killing each other again. (laughs) There's a lot of bad stuff that happened. It's a little Lord of the Flies. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, There's a lot of other stuff, bad stuff that happens in that book, uh, which I was surprised, like, thinking back on it. I read that in middle school. Everybody reads that in middle school. Yeah, Yeah, why did we read that in middle school? The, the stuff I with the pig? We were old enough. The stuff with the pig? I was old enough to read that? <laughs> I'm never old enough to read that. I don't know if I actually read it. I was assigned it, so... Well, then, you be happy. I'm not going to spoil that part for you. <laughs> I don't think we can on Facebook. We'll get, we'll get blocked or something. Oh, my All goodness. Right. Yeah. Lord of the Flies. Don't look into it. Got it. Yeah, don't... Don't read that. I, it's it's good for like it's the same story that you just told me essentially, um, mm-hmm. without the sci-fi elements involved. It's kids get trapped on an island, and they all start like trying to live, you know, uh, and like survive off the off the land and everything. And um, so they have to try to figure out, you know, what are the ways to survive. And it kind of is a reflection of humanity and how we turn into chil- children when we are put in survival situations or even when we're not put in survival situations, but situations that we think are survival situations um, where we will, if the majority like think something is true, then it doesn't matter what the right thing is. Uh, They're going to act upon the majority's thought process. Uh, So like it turned into like murder on that their hands too where like one person's like well i'm in charge and anyone who says that i'm not in charge uh deserves to die and they're like okay well that's obviously wrong and he's like well looks like you're dying yeah yeah which is kind of like what i was getting from this this kind of movie yeah that was, yeah, that's more or less the movie where it goes, like the way that after they've all seen video evidence and it's clear what happened, the guy just, well, maybe the aliens inside of one of you, you know, it becomes like a witch hunt. Like, let me use yeah. fear mongering and this like almost spiritual, like it's a demon. Someone's got the demon. It's attacking us. And like you, you have it. And then everyone just freaks out and kills them. And you're like, this is exactly, you know, under Trump, yeah. what so much it was about fear mongering, being yeah. scared, turning people into enemies who aren't our enemies, uh, retelling stories in different ways to freak people out and constantly keep you wrapped up in conspiracy theories that are 
evidenced not to be true. And, you know, even with like all the Trump stuff, eventually it just became a spiritual conversation. Like by the end, like after he was done and everyone's like, okay, it's uh, March 20th is actually when he becomes president and he, he will be the newest president since a president that was done like 30 years ago or something. I'm like, do you guys like, this is straight up what we do with the Bible all the time where we make up false prophecies. Well, Jesus is coming back on this day. And then sure enough, Trump did not become president that day. It's like, Oh, we did the math wrong. He'll be, I'm like, this isn't even, this isn't even scientific political conversation anymore. This is straight up spiritual when you've bought into this level <laughs> yeah. of of yep. denial of, of evidence to the point that you're listening to prophetic words about a president, like I'm like, this isn't this isn't Christianity, this isn't anything. This is just completely illogical on every last every last component of it. And that's what this movie I felt like was doing. Like it brings in this like spiritual scientific mumbo jumbo fear mongering turning everyone against each other uh and getting people to believe anything you will say just by harnessing the complete like fear of of those in the room so that sounds interesting um yeah i'll probably have to give it a watch at some point then uh yeah, it just, I've been thinking about the same thing, you know, I, I actually just had a friend with the whole, like, Trump stuff, a friend on Facebook, um, who just recently bought a flag for Trump, like, 2024, and I'm like, he hasn't announced that he's running, mm-hmm. he hasn't, like, he's been out of the spotlight for many reasons, um, yet people are already flaunting him as like their their savior again in 2024 it's just like and they're all they're all christians is my my least favorite part of it um i know a lot of them you know um i didn't block them like a lot of my friends did i still see all of their messages about it um, hopefully they're watching this and they know how I feel about it, you know? Uh, but it's just, it's such an, it's, it's anti-Christian to follow a man that much. Yeah. There's only uh, one I don't, man. Yeah. Yep. I, I don't know how, how else to say it other than it is completely anti-Christian to follow a human that isn't Jesus that much to have so much devotion to someone. It, it doesn't make any sense. And that kind of devotion only comes from the enemy. And that goes in and outside of the church. You know, how many yeah. Christian celebrities are there that we like idolize to the point that like, exactly. they become God to us all the more reason when they stumble and fall, we're like, well, God must not be real because basically the person that I turned into God didn't survive his challenges, his or her challenges, you know? It's like, well, yeah, when you idolize anyone and I don't know how many times I've seen people like turn away from the faith because of someone that they put their trust in. I'm like, 
your faith is about your trust in Jesus. If you keep your faith there, when you see humanity fail, which they will over and over again, yep. you're not relying on their faith. Like it hurts, let's be fair, but like they weren't the answer in the first place. And you will continue to be a Christian and keep your faith if Jesus was truly where you were putting that before you saw all the flaws in the places before. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, that's a whole big conversation. Yeah, that's a whole, we could have a whole long conversation about that. <laughs> yeah. And this movie brings it to the forefront and it's just the way of like spinning anything like that has spiritual feeling to it. Like I could spin the Bible in the opposite direction if I wanted to. The beast arose and it was Trump and then he took a mortal wound and was uh kicked out of office but he will rise again in 2024 you know it's like there's another way i could spin it if i wanted to like when you have apocalyptic literature you can spin this in any direction and once you start turning a person into a savior you will spin it in in well then you know yeah whatever way you want because like even like with that statement like with apocalyptic literature uh, i i think that's what's the most dangerous is this apocalyptic literature becomes the foundation of their faith rather than the, you know, the gospel in Christianity becoming the foundation of their faith. Or uh, even the Jesus of the apocalyptic yeah, literature, which the whole just, thing is based around. <laughs> yeah. Focus on Jesus. Like until, until you either speak with a sword coming out of your mouth or you physically have swords coming out of your mouth. I, I don't want to hear that he's the he's gonna save us so <laughs> no <laughs> yeah um, well so i i don't know i thought both these movies were very good uh i'm a hipster i like the sci-fi no one else has heard about um <laughs> and i push those movies a lot more you know like i like the big ones too like inception and whatnot but like these ones these ones will be overlooked in the foreseeable future and they they were unique the first one was very unique and the second one was very timely and i feel like if you're if you're paying attention to the stories that they're telling they'll hit you both on a personal level and on a, a more societal level and that is what good sci-fi does and that's what i stand by with science fiction that's why it's for me one of the most important genres that we have today is because it has a way of parabolizing our lives right now of satirically re-envisioning our future and uh putting into it what if the elements that we had going on right now continued to the point that like those were the main elements and that's not entirely what these particular sci-fi movies do but they have ways of rephrasing plenty of things that are good to to think about and can ultimately speak into spiritual conversations like we've just done for the last hour or so. So with that being said, yeah. I uh, <laughs> we can do this recommend forever. checking them out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even done yet. There's more we could get into, uh, but we won't. So just kind of uh, for next week, I definitely want to talk about uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldiers. So yes, I heard that just ended, right? Yep, just ended this week. I wanted to give people, you know, some time before we talked about it, but I think we should talk about it next week because I'm excited about that. I haven't seen any of it, so I will binge. You watch need to it watch 
all of it. There's so much that's good fine. stuff, especially I, with race relations in America. So like, yeah, that's what I thought I was hearing. That the the TV show The Rookie has done a great job of those conversations too. It's specifically about police, and they bring those elements right into it. So Ooh. like race and police and how they're acting. And they did a really good job with what they put together in that. So I'll check out the the Falcon Winter and then uh, <laughs> just probably what the Winter we'll Falcon. Since we usually name our episodes something weird, so maybe that's the one. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Well, I'll check that out. We'll talk about that next week. Uh, likewise, if you want to talk about those episodes with us, we do invite anyone to join us and come on the conversation. Uh, you can get involved with that. Either message me or Tyler, or join our Discord channel for Nerd Church. And when we put out the invite, you can join us in the conversation there. Please join us on Discord. We love having more people to talk with about these things. Even if you disagree with us, come to, mm -hmm. come talk with us. We'd love yeah. it. Uh, with that being said, find all that on our Facebook page or just 1208greenwood.com slash 1208bit, and you'll find the Discord link and everything there. So that being said, we're out. Thanks for chatting with us about sci-fi, and we will catch you next week uh, with Tyler's final famous words. Yibbidi-boobop, skibop, doodle. See you later, guys.